I reckon I, I, uh, yeah, I'm real good at holding a grudge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I feel this is my Gemini personality coming out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your ear holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Basically Being Better. I'm Abby. And I'm Rachel. And today's episode is called, well it's about... About, oh my god, about well-being and resilience. Yeah. We got through it. Did we? <laughs> we got through the introduction. <laughs> We've, basically, we have been on a couple of, what would you call them? Seminars, talks, inspirational speakers. Yeah, motivational. Motor, wellness experts, things. Yeah. Last week, and this is us just basically discussing them. Yeah. And whether we agree, disagree, on what the fence. What found useful. Yeah. 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 We'll give it a go. Interesting points, basically. That is it. Um, but to start off, we've got a couple of segments. Yes. Hit me with your quick question. Okay. <laughs> I am anxious. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> Don't mean to make you anxious. <laughs> it doesn't take. It's a lot. just like a kind of a heavy one, but it's not. Okay. I just wanted to know if you think about death very much. Oh yeah. Like, like what in what context? Okay, so I think of death in two ways. One, I constantly fear of like people I love dying mm. and I'll often go down a thought like oh my gosh they're gonna get in a car crash or whatever and then I just have to shut that yeah, off yeah. because it spirals so quickly and it happens nearly daily yeah yeah it's terrifying <laughs> yeah and I like I also put this pressure on myself that if I have this thought it's gonna come true yeah <gasps> that you're like some sort of psychic or something yes so I'm like <laughs> no don't continue that thought yeah do you do that too I don't think about how they die, but I'm thinking about, I think about, like, how I would respond, so it's all about me, how I would respond if this per- this person in my life dies, and I think about random people, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and then I'll be like, well, how would I react, like, what would be, what I, like, how much would I grieve, like, that sort of thing, mm. and what's the other way you think about it? Uh, the other way I think about it is my death. Yeah. But then... How you're going to die, or no. just about you being gone, um, or about, like, where you're going to go? Well, a couple of, a couple of, so first one <laughs> is often when I've, like, got a pain, <laughs> and I'm, like, self-diagnosing, Doctor like, Google. oh man, I'm going to die, and then I'm like, oh, but if I die, it doesn't really affect me, and then I'm like, oh, but it's going to affect the people around me, oh no, I better not die. <laughs> I better get this checked out. Yeah, I better go make sure this isn't going to be. <laughs> I love that. If I die, it doesn't really matter. But I better go check it out for others. <laughs> well, at least you're selfless. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know. I asked my sister, and she said, um, 
Yeah, she thinks about whether she'll like have a conversation with a person and then she'll walk away and she'll be like, I wonder if that person would come to my funeral. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I don't like funerals. <laughs> Are you telling me you're not coming to my funeral? Oh, no, I would. I will go to anyone's funeral, but I probably will request to not have a funeral. Oh, but I want to go to your funeral. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry in advance. <laughs> I just don't like them. Yeah. I mean, of course they're never going to be enjoyable and I understand they're there for the people that left, but yeah. Anyway, those are my thoughts. That's great. I'm so I'm so glad you think about death because, yeah, I've, I don't know if it's been amplified because I'm reading a book where the main character's husband has died oh. and she's like go, going through the grieving process. So at the moment I'm constantly thinking about if people in my life die, yeah. like how that's going to affect me. <laughs> but then I do have like, do you, do you, okay. So I made Pete the other day. Have you heard of like the 36 um, questions to make someone to, fall in love or something like that. Yeah. And so they were in the New York Times and it was basically these 36 questions help uh, increase intimacy in couples and therefore they fall in love from the, that sort of intimate conversation. So there's yeah. sort of the, the, the questions like, what is your... Uh, what is your relationship like with your mother? Like real random okay. ones. And there's 36. They start off easy and they get harder, like more and more deep. And yeah. one of the ones is... Um, <laughs> Lol, I made Pete do it with me when we were, when we were doing something because I was bored. <laughs> and I was like, we could fall in love. <laughs> we haven't ticked that one off the list yet. <laughs> we're already married. Let's get, get to this now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I said that like, the other day, and um, one of them, one of the questions is, um, do you have an inkling about how you will die, um, or not? And you, oh. so and I was like, yeah, I reckon I know how I'm gonna die. Really? Yeah, but how I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to like oh. jinx it. Oh <laughs> I don't want God. to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> Do you have an inkling about how you die? No, I don't have an inkling about how I die. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was my really dark question. Oh. Quick question. Yeah, heavy. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think we talk. I don't think people talk about this enough. <laughs> no, well, that's why I was wondering. Like, am I like? weirdly going through something where I think about death all the time no, at the moment or no. is this like something people regularly think about? I was just curious. Yeah, no, great quick question. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um now do you have a recent record? I sure do. Okay, so uh this is a recent record for a book um, if you heard the episode which got lost in the Matrix, I already recently recorded it, but I'm going to recently record it again in case you didn't hear it. Um, Sarah Wilson's new book called This One Wild and Precious Life, did I get that right? Um, is, oh, I did a really nice little there, um, is my recommendation because it is amazing. Yeah, I second this recent record. This one wild and precious life. Um, it is amazing. Uh, it is my, uh, it's, it's, it's my Bible basically now. Like, I'm on my second read of it. 
<laughs> already and I've already uh, it only came out in like August yeah it only recently came out anyway and so it's just so nice to have it's not like she has the answers for like solving the world's problems but she's also she's kind of providing sort of like a little bit of hope yeah a little bit of hope and a little bit of it's okay to feel like this yeah we just have to this is how we can kind of react or whatever yes yeah. it's like got some like pointers like people just need to grow up and yeah. things like that so it's very um oh yeah if you want it like if you really want to put it so it, get, it talks about capitalism and like climate change and uh the consumer more 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 neoliberalism way of life blah 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 and if you really want to like get your family talking just throw in we're all in a cult because capitalism is a cult and man do you get some reactions really? <laughs> well pete thinks the only other option is uh communism and he's like well it's better than communism i'm like yeah i'm not saying we're worse than communism i'm just saying that capitalism isn't great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's hilarious um oh okay i have to try that one yeah but for more fun information like that see sarah wilson's work it's amazing we're going to do an episode on it if rachel can read it quick enough if rachel can read it she will well she's gonna take your time and like soak it in yeah that's that's my problem which actually ties in nicely to a little bit that we'll talk about today but yeah i am taking my sweet time with it i think that's a good it's heavy yeah yeah, and it's a lot to process. Like, every time... That's why I'm reading it multiple times is because I feel like I need to get all of the knowledge she's written down. And you yeah. just pos- you just can't the first time. Yeah. Like, the second time around, you're like, oh, I didn't remember reading that. Yeah. 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 So good. So good. Yeah. Audiobooked it. It was good as an audiobook. It's audiobook by her. That was just nice to be on my run to yeah, listen to yeah. something else. That's how handy. Yeah. Very handy. Yeah. Um, very pretty as well. Oh, such a pretty cover. The cover is so pretty. So pretty. Yeah. No, recent Rico, go get that book, get it on your Kindle, put it on your audiobook, buy the book if you can, like, if you want. I don't know if you're trying to, like, keep your life minimalism, but... You got options. You got options. They're all great. Good reason. Read it. <laughs> I'm going to force my family to read it. And then they'll be like, oh, this is what she means by capitalism being a cult. This is what everyone's getting for Christmas this year. Exactly, exactly. But then I'm like, oh, that's a little bit, like, wasteful buying everybody a book. So I might just, like, bring mine to Christmas and be like, read it. Or buy them all a Kindle version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. Great plan. And plain. And good plain going over <laughs> the top of us. Um, uh, You've got an Insta inspiration. I do. I do have an Insta inspiration, and then we can have a chatty chat. Some more chats. Insta inspiration, chatty chat. Yeah. Good alliteration we've got going on. Okay, so this I ins- think we now need to call our main top main like body of the thing our chatty chat. <laughs> it has to happen. I'm writing that down. 
Otherwise we will forget. <laughs> chatty. Chat. Here for another chatty chat. Oh, I don't know how to spell chatty chat. I bet it with a Y. And I've also written on this thing and I don't know if it's important or not. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it's an envelope. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it might have been going somewhere. It's coming no, from somewhere. It's been somewhere. Right. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Okay. I've Instant spo. Instant spo. Okay. It's from at Ayola now. How do you spell Ayola? Word help. Oh God, help. <laughs> <laughs> Word help me. <laughs> Is that the god of words? Yes. <laughs> Dear Lord, word. It's been a day. Okay, so our instance for today is telling us that. <laughs> What's it telling us, Rach? Uh, today I will focus on what I can do, not on what I cannot. Ooh, I like that. Today, I, like... today I couldn't do a lot. <laughs> no, and but you did what you could. Did what I could. Not what you couldn't. Yeah. I like that. I think that that is something that. It, ties into one of the things that um, may come up in our chatty chat. Nice. Look at this cohesion. <laughs> Very good cohesion. Right. So, well-being and resilience. Chatty chat. Chatty chat time. <laughs> so, we were lucky enough to go to two talk slash seminars slash information evenings this last week. Yeah. Well, last week. Um, the first one we went to was Dr. Lucy Hone. Yeah, yeah. And we actually did an episode on her TED Talk many moons ago, and that's The Three Secrets of Resilient People, which was very good. Have a listen if you would like. Um, the, t- the TED Talk was the, very good. The TED Talk was very good. Mm, can't confirm if the episode was or not. No, it was probably... probably it was probably standard. Yeah. Um, but Lucy, Dr. Lucy Hone, she is um, a director of the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience, and a, public, a published academic researcher, best-selling author, and contributor to many, many magazines. Many, many a magazine, yes. Magazine. So we saw Lucy first, and then the next day our workplace offered um, employees the opportunity to go to a session by a guy named Lance Burdett, Burdett who um, is Warren International. This is the Warren. name. Warren, Warren International. International is his company. Is his company. And he's basically written a book about brain and well-being and how to... Oh, how he got through a dark time in his life. He used oh, he's done so many jobs by the sounds of it, but um, we didn't write a little blurb, so Abby's making it up on the spot currently. Um, he was a, I think it was a negotiator for the yes. police and was um, basically burnt out and worked through it and has come out the other side as, as this sort of speaker who brings all his information to people and helps companies and um, organisations improve the well-being of their employees. Yeah. Nailed it. You did. <laughs> Don't even need to prepare these things. He's a great one for one-liners. He, he is. He gave you like, 
he would give you like a whole lot of information and then he would give you like a one-liner about that information and you'd be like okay i guess that's the bit you want to stick in our brain (laughs) yeah i can remember that but yeah yeah no really good so that is the two people we talked we we talked to and we didn't talk to them they talked at us um but should we talk about lucy first yeah start us off uh oh oh oh, all right yeah okay Uh, sorry, just paper movements. Um, so she basically went into what well-being was and discussed some strategies for improving well-being, eh? Mm, and how to be more resilient. Yes. She did very similar, and there was a lot of similar information as to what was in her TED Talk, but this was like an hour and a half of her talking, so there was a lot more information. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't have a video to rewind. <laughs> no, frantically writing notes on our phones. Yeah, and then everybody around probably thought we were rude because we looked like we are texting, but it was fine. Yeah. My pen ran out of ink. <laughs> um. So... The first thing I wrote down on my phone was that you need to find the well-being strategies that work for you because the what works for one person isn't going to necessarily work for everyone or another person. Yes, which is what we've been talking about a lot this season. Yes. How you've got to find what works for you. And it was awesome hearing um, a professional <laughs> yeah, confirm, like, confirm that. An expert. An expert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she was basically like, I'm going to give you some stuff, but you need to make it, like, work for you. You can't just be like, if it's not working for you, it's not working for you, try something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't just do it because it is one of the tools. Yeah. Just because it has the science behind it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Not Just because it has the science behind it that it can help improve well-being and resilience. Um doesn't mean it's right for you yes and then one thing she made us do um was turn to each other and uh, the person next to each other and explain what our motivation for um being there was but basically the her point was that uh, unless you have tapped into the motivation for you getting better and the the reason behind why you want to be better <laughs> the reason why you want to um improve your well-being at all that if you don't tap into why you the why you're never going to be able to make the change yeah yeah i have a lot of hand movements there Neither. which i think is interesting and she also at the end talked about enablers and barriers and you've got to like identify what your enablers and barriers are for making change mm. And then address them with if and then statements. And what were those? Those were like, you're going to say, like, if I want to do yoga every day, then I need to make sure my mat is ready to go as soon as I get in the house or something like that. Yeah. So you removed the barrier of whatever was stopping you and it was the fact that you had to get your mat out. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you say, if I want to do this, then I should do this. Yeah. Or I have to do this. Or I need to do this. Yeah, which is really helpful. Yeah. Really helpful. She, um, going on for a bit, she also put a big emphasis on how we can't make people change. Mm. 
and how people have to be ready so they have to have found their own motivation to be able to want to make these changes or life decisions or whatever which is so difficult which is so difficult because everybody knows someone or is someone who is dealing with some form of depression or anxiety or uh, adversity that they're trying to um, overcome mm. well-being wise mm. and you can't make it, you but... can't like force um, that to happen they no. have to be the ones that have decided that they need to change yeah exactly or make she, the change yeah and she touched on really briefly the Oh, trans theoretical model. Oh, did you look it up? I did. You go, girl. Which is basically the process of intentional intentional behavior change. Right. Um. So there's five steps. So the first one is pre-contemplation. The second one is contemplation. The third one is the preparation stage. The fourth one is action, and the five fifth stage is maintenance. So you've got to work through obviously the first three before you can even put it into action and make a change. Right. Which I think is really interesting because how long did it take me to make a bloody decision <laughs> about changing anything, putting anything into place? I'm, I'm stuck in that pre-contemplation and contemplation yeah. stage for a long time. Yeah, and then that did that go into like the knowing and doing gap? Yes. So she said there's there's this thing called the knowing and doing a gap. It's like you know you need to do this thing, but actually doing the thing there's a there's a gap in yeah, the yeah. in the system. And the getting across that gap is the challenge. The hardest part. Mm. Yeah. I want to know more about Yes, that. you didn't go into that too in depthly. No. That's the word. Um, thanks word God. Uh, and so, yeah, that's something I think we should look into and try and bring some resources to our listeners. <laughs> to ourselves. Or to ourselves. Yeah, those that ourselves need it probably. Yeah. Mm. Um, the other thing she was, so her main focus is on young people and getting this information about resilience and stuff to young people in schools because that's how she's going to they uh, see making the biggest impact impact is because you get everybody mm. in one place and you teach them all the information and then they all go off and have some resilience like training already whereas if she was teaching Adults here and there, it'd be a lot less. We're all over the show. Yeah, yeah. If you consider you and I adults, no, <laughs> not myself. Um, yeah, it's a bit. It's... You're you're my adult friend. Oh my god, <laughs> that's concerning. <laughs> don't worry, don't have that many friends. <laughs> Today's not an adult day. Oof, yeah, no. Um. Yeah, which was Wait, really... today was an adulting day because I changed my KiwiSaver to an ethical Oh, phone. yes. You've had a great adulting day. I didn't do my work, though. I did that instead. Okay. Don't tell the boss. Oh, well, no one's going to. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, well, the whole... I really like her approach of teaching it. I 
I really, really like their approach of teaching it to kids rather than going to an organisation here, there, and whatever. Yeah. Like, I want these things to be taught to me as well. Yes. Selfishly. Yes. But also, it makes sense because it's like the whole um, recycling or reducing your waste thing. If you teach it to a kid, they're going to go home and tell their parent about Mm. it, and then they're going to hassle their parent until they make a change. Yes. Yes, totally. Like, it's often the best place for a change to be. Oh, yeah, it makes so much sense. And it was, it's kind of like, well, the second talk we went to was uh, an opportunity given to us by our organisation we work for, um, which only people who wanted to go went. And those are the people who are interested in that stuff, but the people who maybe need a little bit more resilience and uncertainty training and things like that weren't there because they're in their in their bubbles. That was their choice. Yes, exactly. Yes. Which is so hard when you can sit in these things and, and think, oh man, I wish XYZ was here because yes. maybe that would help also them but also them understand other people as exactly. well. Which was really tough. Very frustrating. Oh, they've got to work through the five Ah, five steps of change. Yes. So the first couple of steps are just thinking about it a little bit. Yep. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> um, and then she went on to discuss what resilient people looked like. Yeah, I'm going with that one. Um, I don't know if that's where she went on to, but, uh, so this was just a list from a study that basically, uh, showed that resilient people had some or all or a few of these characteristics. So optimistic thinking, helping others, uh, helped cope with chronic stress, moral compass, um, faith and spirituality, humor, supportive relationships, Facing their fears, um, which is like getting out of their comfort zone. Having a mission or strong sense of meaning in life. Mm. And she was like, don't worry if you only have one or two, that's fine. Like, But though that's sort of the list of things that when interviewed lots of resilient people, that's the sort of common denominators. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. Mm. I'm like, how many of them do you need to be resilient? Yeah, (laughs) well, and I guess that's the thing with resiliency. Like, uh, like, there's putting all these things in place and, like, um... I thought you were going to get real deep, but you've just run out of words. My words are, like, <laughs> lacking. Today. I was like, she's going so deep, she can't even get the words out, but no, she just can't I think can't of them. I can't think of any words. <laughs> okay, I just keep talking yes, and you jump in. Okay. So then she went on what the, uh, she went through a list of different things you can do to help your resilience, which we did talk about in our resiliency episode. Mm. But I think we should go back over it because they're fun. And also I think there was like a few extra bits and bobs in there, eh? Yeah. So number one was self-efficacy. So believing slash building a belief that you can cope. Yeah. So um, with whatever life throws at you, yeah. basically. So believing in yourself. 
that you can actually get through this helps with your resilience. Uh, The second one was knowing that shit happens, which is one we brought up before. So everybody has struggles. You're not... This is not not just you. Yes. Uh, You ain't special. (laughs) Everybody's... Everybody, like, just, like, shit happens in life. Like, struggling is a part of life. Yeah. And with that one... um, when you find that you're, like, going down a rabbit hole of how, like, poor me, basically, um, to think, this is a moment of suffering, suffering is a part of life, and how can I be kind to myself right now? Mm, I really like that. Mm, so thinking those things when, when you're um, in a situation where you're like, oh, my God. And I think she said it last night and on the um, TED talk which definitely go watch uh, she said why not me when um, she had uh, her daughter die in a car accident and um, (laughs) I've just realised what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast Um. Um, so she was going through a dark place really hard grieving time to be a mother to lose a child is just unimaginable and um she had to she kind of because she'd had all this resilience training it sort of came to the fore and she was like oh this is let's see this is where the rubber hits the road let's see if it actually makes any difference yeah had to put it all into practice yeah and um one of the things that she thought was like not why me it was why not me because this sort of thing happens to everyone Mm. um it doesn't discriminate Mm. What what were you thinking before the? Okay, um, was it something that we were talking about on the on the recording? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. one like tying into that a little bit mm-hmm. is she also put emphasis on that is this helping or harming me? Mm. Which is really good because we've come across that in a few different places this year. Yeah. Yeah, which is a good little like when you are spiraling and in one of those darker places to remember, like is is continuing this thought a good thing for me or yes. is it actually harming me? Yes, and how cut it off? Yeah, that's um. I think uh when I went to the counsellor, she was like, "One, do you need to ask yourself, is this helping? Is this healthy? And there was another question I meant to ask myself, but I don't. Um, and I think in Sarah Wilson's book, and this is going slightly off course, but I, I just like heard it yesterday and I was like, oh my God, that's just like such a good question to ask, which is, is this going to enhance or diminish my life oh yeah yeah I think that's something like something along those lines like is this decision going to enhance or diminish my life like should I do this is it going to enhance or is it going to diminish it's really good yeah really good I I was like I love that because I love that sort of idea to help you make decisions because I just struggle with decisions so much and I always want to not, this is going to get into other things, but I always want to know what's going to happen if I choose that decision. And I have to think through every single 
scenario of no. what will happen if I make that decision. Like, And we don't know because it's not a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> there's not a hundred options and we can go and read them and figure out which one's going to work. <laughs> Did you used to do that on the what are they what were they called? Um, the Goose, choose your goosebumps. goosebumps. Did you used to read ahead to see where the adventure went uh, if you chose that one? I actually didn't read Goosebumps, uh, but my brother did. I'm pretty sure my brother did, um, <laughs> and that's how I know that's how they work. <laughs> I would be like, I don't know if this is how you're meant to read them, but what I would do is I wouldn't read the story and then like choose my adventure. I would like. It'd say, go to page four if you want to say yes, or go to page seven if you want to say no. And I'd be like, okay, let me just see what's on page seven. The next question is, go to page eight if you want to want to say yes. Go to page nine if you want to go down the hole. Okay, just let me see what nine <laughs> is. And then, so I actually would, like, see what was happening. And then I'd go back to the one like, and be like, I think I want to go to page five. It's <laughs> so great. So great. So much thought and planning a choose your own adventure book. That blows my mind. <sighs> I can't believe. Good times. Like, people are so smart. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, one, writing a book, and then two, writing a choose your own adventure book. And it's gonna work. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, since we don't have one of those. <laughs> That's a good little reminder. Yeah, and on top of that, it was um, stop catastrophizing. Oh, yes. So, which is kind of what you were saying before. You start thinking, if I do this, then this is going to happen. And if I do that, then that, then that's going to happen. And then I'm going to wind up and I'm going to lose my job. Mm. And or, you're five years in the future. Yeah, and, and you've got a mortgage, but you're still living on the street. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, all you really need to know is what you're making for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been pondering this a lot lately because I often get into these um, spirals, downward spirals, mm-hmm. quite often. And lately, I keep reminding myself, "You've got to this point, like mm. everything works out. Yeah, it's nothing's, no decision or whatever is going to be the end of the world. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. I mean, if you do get that." non-reusable coffee cup potentially into the world but <laughs> yeah but yeah I just I, I'm constantly reminding myself at the moment you've managed to get to this point everything's been um, felt like a huge struggle is it really a huge struggle or is it just another thing to work through it's such a good thought oh man it's not working yet <laughs> but I kind of do like just pull back okay just enjoy today yeah what is a win for today yeah. What? How are you going to enjoy today? Yeah, because I'm gonna keep pulling Sarah and Sarah Wilson's book. She was like, she talks about her life being in flow and like yes. stop gripping, stop yes. like like trying to force things to happen a certain way because one as soon as you sort of let let go, things sort of start to yeah flow and happen yes the right way and everything works out yes it's so true and the harder you grip something i love that part of the book the harder you grip something the more difficult it becomes and also the more anxious and what mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you become and i yes and this kind of comes into so interestingly lance brought up that idea that um you worry oh 
we're losing our notebook. Um, what was it? His one-liner was, you can work at worrying or you can work on what's worrying you. Yeah. So you can be, like, in a worry spiral and just worry away until your your house is gone and you're living on the street and you have yeah. no clothes. Um, so you're naked on the street. And the... <laughs> Or you can, okay, stop worrying. What am I going to do to fix this this thing that's worrying me right now? What can I do? What steps can I take? Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, you had a point? I just want to know. The part I want to know is if there's something worrying you and, you, and there's nothing that you can do to work towards resolving it. Is that where you're meant to just let go and just hope for the best? Like, if you've got an issue and there's actually literally not a single thing you can do to resolve it, mm. it's all beyond your control. Are you meant to just let it go? Go how into flow, to, baby. How are you meant to get rid of that worry? I know. Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? Because I said climate change was my biggest worry, and yeah. then he tried to get everybody else, which was a whole lot of boomers, come up with a plan for how... I could address my worry for climate change. And the problem is that my worry is more that nobody else is doing anything. <laughs> and it's stressing me out. <laughs> and it was clear from the exercise. <laughs> anyway. Um, but basically what should have been the action was everybody in the world should wear, read Sarah Wilson's book and we're solved the problem. Mm. <laughs> That one didn't come out. That one didn't come out. Um, so Lucy also went into choosing where you focus your attention. So what's still good in your life. Mm. Um, she talked about, you know, the gratitude journal type scenario. But she also said, like, that doesn't work for me. Mm. She says, I like to ask a different question. I can't remember what it was, but something like, um, what was good today? Or Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, because, and both Lance and Lise, well, Lance talked about it in a different way. He said that where our brains are naturally wired to think about these negative thoughts. Yeah, it's got a negative bias. Yeah, negative bias, because it's the negative stuff that's going to harm us, potentially. Mm, mm. It's doing it to keep us safe. Yeah, so every, he was like, every every piece of information that goes into your brain is labelled with an emotion. Mm. Every piece of information, yeah, is labelled with an emotion. And then when you experience something in the similar vein, your brain taps back to all those experiences and sees whether this is some situation where you need to be, like, pumped with adrenaline because you've got to be stressed about the situation yeah. or is this something that you're fine with yeah yeah and it remembers the negative stuff over yes. the good stuff yes we have that negative bias mm. oh because our bodies are trying to keep us safe bloody hell i know <laughs> i know and um lucy also talked about it how we why to find the um negative and that we've just We've really got to focus on the positive and make sure that we do have more positive than negative thoughts. Yeah, and the thing with the gratitude does actually has been shown within lots of scientific research that uh, it works. Yes. Mm. The one that she said that she did wasn't really a daily 
one, but the weekly one, she's mm. like, what are the wins for the week? Yeah. She's like, so often the week can just get away on us and we haven't done half the things on our to-do list. But if we take a minute and step back and actually think, okay, what are the wins for the week? What have we actually achieved? And you're fine. You've done, like, mm. Done a whole lot so of things much. you didn't even... Yeah. 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 So that's a massive thing. I like that one. Me too. Because we did try for a little bit in our office before, like, once a day going around and saying what our positive was for the yes. day. But I think it would be better if we did with the end of the week. Win for the week. Win for the... Win, wins of the week or whatever. Yeah. So you have, like, a little tick tick. Yeah. Yeah. Um... With the oh yeah the other the last one I think that we haven't talked about is blame. So she mm. said that uh, blame stops us from moving forward. Like in her circumstance, um, she, they forgave the driver that uh, crashed into them, and it well it wasn't her crashed into her the car her daughter was in, mm. and um, that was how they had helped in the moving forward because if they were blaming someone they couldn't they'd be stuck mm, holding on to that resentment yeah it harms the person that's putting the blame so it hurts the person that's blaming the, the other person more than it actually hurts the person who's at blame yes yes i get Gosh, what you're saying i get what you're saying <laughs> the blamer yeah yeah. It hurts more. It hurts the blame more more than it hurts the blame me. Yes, better words. <laughs> Thank you. Um, which is interesting. I really like that. Mm. I think that half of my climate change hole is that, as opposed to other holes, is that um, I just start like getting so angry at everyone else for not. Like, stepping up. Not caring. Yeah, and blaming myself, of course, for, like, the, the 20% that... When I don't make a good, conscious, ethical choice, I, like, start blaming myself as well. And it's just, like, holding me back from actually doing better. Yeah, like, making a positive yes. change. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's so Moving tricky. forward, because I feel like it's definitely... Uh, you... Get, you feel guilty and then you um, get angry and then you get overwhelmed and then you're stuck and you're freeze and you go back to ignore like numbing from everything that's going on exactly and it's not gonna solve our problem I know oh I know <laughs> the whole blame letting go of blame and resentment thing was a massive like oh my gosh yes but it's getting there yeah, it's it was a light bulb we, moment. It was a light bulb moment, but it's like, how do we, how do we get there? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just trying to. I reckon I I uh yeah I'm real good at holding a grudge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I feel this is my Gemini personality coming out. But I get you. I get. I get that this is something that's been taught to you. It's been something that you can't, and you don't consciously control, or yeah. this is something that society has uh, encouraged. Like it's not your fault. I get it. I get why you're in this position and why we're why yeah. we're here. So I need to let go of my blame. Yeah, that yeah. I'm putting on you. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a hard thing when it's something that you're exposed to on a daily basis. Yes. I also... I think it's easier because I don't think of myself as someone that holds a grudge. And... But I think of that more on, like, one-off occasions rather right. than an ongoing yeah. thing. And it's not that I hold on to stuff from the past when it's, like, an ongoing daily situation. It's more, a, oh, my gosh, this is another thing. Yeah. Rather than, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I reckon I, I uh, yeah, I'm real good at holding a grudge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, and... I feel this is my Gemini personality coming out. But if someone if someone in some way is disloyal, I'll be like, cap. Like, no. there's no, like... And then if I have been in a scenario where I have not acted in a, in a way that I would see, like, I would forgive my forgive someone else for doing, then oof, I'm so hard on myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I know that if someone did that to me, I'd be like, cut. Yeah. No second <laughs> Nah, you're out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and then that makes it really hard to live with yourself. <laughs> so, we gotta, you got to let go of the blame. got to let go of the blame for yeah. others and yourself. Yeah, I get you. It's not your fault. Like It's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's all good. We yeah. chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lance? Lance? <laughs> He was very different, but same. Same, same, but different. Yes. Um, he was all about the brain and how that worked. Uh, he brought up things, similar things about box breathing. Mm. Yeah. Which is, how do you box breathe? So you breathe in for four. Lucy did that. Didn't yeah, no, they both did. Oh, they both did. Yeah. It. Okay, so they did it two separate ways. Okay. So Lucy did it the box breathing. You breathe in for four, you hold for four, you breathe out for four, you hold for four. Yeah. And then you keep going like a box. Okay. Lance did it the other way. So what you do is for two minutes, you breathe in for six and you breathe out for That's six. That's right, yeah. You breathe in for six, you breathe out for six. Yeah. And it just, it's what um, Dr. Libby. Oh, great Yeah, and every single one of your book, how you've got to tap into that parasympathetic breathing. Wow. I don't know if that's Bringing right. Bringing out the big words. <laughs> and but you were the one to say you could say words. Well, I've saved it up for this one. Oh, that was the one word you've been working on. Yeah, <laughs> this whole time. Um, yeah, it all just comes back to your breath. You've got to remember to breathe, and then that comes, like, when you do those deep breaths in your tummy, not just in your chest, it calms your whole body down, and you stop reacting. Yes, and yes, and just sort of, he's talked about breathing in and then sighing with, like, yes. a big sigh, and doing it a couple of times, and it just, like, shuts down whatever thoughts your brain is having, because it just sort of... Yeah. Stops it in its tracks. Yes, because he got us to do this exercise where we did, well, we did the massive side. We did a series of a few, and then he's like, "What was your last thought?" Yeah, and you're like, "Uh, was I thinking?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really, um, really effective. Yeah, I find that I sigh a lot, and I'm not sure if I know that I'm trying to like. Maybe it's just that my body needs some more air. Yeah, air, air. Can't breathe with no air. Because um, it's so easy to just get into the shallow breathing situation. Mm. 
The other thing he said was like the first thing he opened with was like um, the first piece of information you have you hear is right in your mind. So uh, whatever is a first piece of information or something you've heard is what you think is the right scenario. I thought that was interesting. Because he was like, um, people who believe that 5G towers are causing coronavirus, that might have been the first thing they saw about coronavirus. And then um, every other piece of information was just wrong because it wasn't the first bit that that one said. And it's like um, your brain remembers that first bit and they got stressed about it and that's what they were worrying about. And then that's what they, they think is true. And I think that sometimes... I can definitely understand how people fall into that trap and also how the misinformation media scenario really is taken off. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Because it's often like if someone's read a bit of information first and then someone else goes, oh, well, I read this. And mm. they're like, no, well, I read this. Because mm. it's the information, yeah, I completely understand it. Mm. I think the difference between Lance and Lucy was that I the way Lucy said words went into my brain better than the way Lance said words. Same, 100%. Because when I rewrote my notes for Lance on this loose piece of paper here, um, I was like, that's what Lucy said. <laughs> Why am I like... I, it's just in a different way. Yeah. Like he said, uh, start thinking about what you're thinking about. Which is basically, is this helping or harming me? Like, thinking about what you're thinking about is yeah. what you need to do to realise where your brain is going. Um, the brain doesn't know what... It doesn't like not knowing stuff, so it fills in the gaps. Mm. That's the thing we talked about before, where you you start catastrophizing and you go in places really quickly. Filling in the gaps. Um... If you don't fix it, it will expand on the negative, and that's that that worrying thing that we talked about before. And then the other thing he said, which I thought described perfectionism so well, was that we have to get things right because if we don't, we're scared of the consequences. Yeah. Like our brain is like. That's why we need things to be right because our brain is like, if you do it wrong, this is what's going to happen. The world is going to end. Yeah, exactly. You've got to get it right now. <laughs> yeah, which is not true. And you've got to try... Again, the catastrophizing situation where you're like, if you get it wrong, what's really going to happen? You're going to get an, you're just going to have to send another email saying, apologies, I spelled your name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> your name's actually Sarah with an H. Sorry, sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. They were both very good, and I think it was a really cool opportunity that we got to go to them one after, like one, mm. like day after day. Yeah, I think that helped because they did have very similar messages. Yeah, and the way that you said different things sunk in. Yeah. More. Yeah. And it all just made Sarah Wilson's book sink in so much more. It made it the answer. Honestly, read the book. I cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> if you start reading it now... We might be ready. We might be ready to do it soon and it can be like a little book club. <laughs> Except you only get to hear our opinions. Yeah. Not that fun. Sorry, guys. Um, do you have yeah. anything else? No. I think that sums it up quite nicely. <laughs> they both had really similar 
similar things. But then different at the same time. But then, time. yeah, different ways to kind of... Go about it. Go about it. Really valuable. I hope some of what we shared today was valuable for you too. Mm. Somehow. The other thing I thought we should note is that um, <laughs> the Lucy Home thing was put on by a company called Pep Talk Media, which I think Dana talked about in our episode about wellness strategies. Yes. And they have this magazine, and it's meant to be amazing with all sorts of um, goodness about mental health and improving your mind health and your resilience. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really good. I can't wait to get a copy. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to do it on the internet, though, this market one. Oh, yes. There will be a way. All right. Shall we blow this popsicle stand? Yes. Um, thank you all for getting this far. If you want to see... Oh, okay. Right. So we just had the IVF episode uh, released last week and the first part. And I spent so long on the little picture in uh, on Instagram and it, like, because so, I took the picture and then I put the little the little words on it. Um, go have a look. I'm very proud. <laughs> but it got like four likes. So <laughs> go like it for Abby. Yeah. At basically being better on Instagram. Yes. I know we don't post, but like Just that one. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'll try and do the IVF part two one tomorrow. Okay. It might take all day again. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You're gonna say like this took all day? Yes, it did. Sorry. <laughs> um but yeah. If you got this far, you are a legend and we shall talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Basically. Being. Better. Basically. Every day. Being. Every day. Better. Every day. Give it your best. Basically. Every day. Like I feel like I move my mouth and it's like it's like an ASMR. Yeah, like, like it's kind of weird. It Ooh. Is.